Get off my stage. Oh, no. Come on. Oh, man. Settle down or go back to your parents. We gotta get out of here. Run. Wait for me. Let's go, man. Hurry. Oi. That's what I thought. Oh, I swear. You make off to piss for a second. And the little demons soup in like wee vultures. <laughs> anyway... Where were I? Ah, yes. We had made a few new friends on our little excursion to the burrows. A little excursion that would soon take us to places far beyond what we could have ever imagined. So both groups have done some investigations so far. Talnius and Kalun went with Quinn, correct, to the Burroughs Theater troupe mm-hmm. and inside met Moose, gained some information that Penvro Gwyn has been spending time at the parishioner's house at the chapel, or at least is close to the chapel. Our other group of Nika and Ayas was led through a seance by Rosen Dune and discovered a scrying-like event that saw Erwin trapped in the dungeon of what seemed to be some kind of holy building with the double infinity sign. Once the eye of Sophie focused in on a silver orb on a table, the spell fritzed and was unable to be contained and continued And so the spell ended dropping Sophie's eye, the obsidian stone, to the floor. (sighs) This conduit of the witch fae. Is it safe to assume that both groups are most likely going to be heading to the chapel at the top of the hill? Yes. 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 Cool beans. As you follow the trail further up the hill that makes up this small village, as you could tell everything kind of tips downward toward the south, so coming up to the hill, you get a better vantage point where you can see more of the valley that makes up the burrows. You could see more of the Crown Wraith Mountains that make up the backdrop to Westwick. And it's kind of eerie for our rowdy boys to be this close to Westwick so soon and starting this resistance kingdom within the kingdom of Treyland. Mm-hmm. So 
after pushing off those bad vibes, you look more around and you see the forestry to the east and you look back and you see Burroughs Bridge making the southern border of this town. You see the culmination of engineering and intellect being put into the design of this bridge, a massive bridge that stands at least 100 feet tall between its archways. There is basically a city on the bridge. It is that wide. It is an extension of the city, and it's being worked on, so some construction and whatnot. As you look over, though, underneath the bridge, it looks like there's sort of these collections of tents and vagabonds staying underneath the bridge. This is just the view as you mount this small hill leading up to a chapel. As you approach, the whitewashed walls reveal a a well-tended building. Although it's seen its fair share of abandonment and resurgent, this chapel has lasted over the centuries to still remain. Oh, and this is kind of a picture to get an idea of what the Burroughs Bridge looks like. Uh, Are there like like Game of Thrones style elevators going up and down to connect the city? Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. There are now. There are now. Sure. I mean, dwarves made elevators. That's canon in our story. true. So I'm guessing we all met up. Yeah, so, so on your way up, both groups meet up catch each other up on what they've seen the seance revealing that Erwin is most likely in the basement of this chapel and that you have learned that Master Penvro has been staying near the chapel I need Quinn and Rosen to roll intelligence checks again nice 16 Ooh, nice Ooh. 22 again. Whoa. Holy 19 crap. plus 3. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. With that, just some local news. You, Quinn, recall that there's been some recent drama at the chapel. Some knights have arrived, and they seem to have taken more control over the chapel. But because you're not that interested in what's going on in the Thessalon faith, you're like, that's about all you know. As for Rosen, though, with a 22, you recall the information that recently a thief has been captured trying to steal something from within the chapel, and it took about eight nights to (sighs) capture them. So y'all can either hang on to that information or share that information with the group, and if you choose to do that, just come up with some lines to say as your characters. I'm having a vision. Oh, what do you got? Oh, okay. I see Erwin. Yes. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I see Erwin and he's he's struggling. I six eight eight nights. Eight nights have captured him and put him in the basement. That must have been how he got in there. Interesting. Wow. Do you you see why? Do you know what that means? I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I he's obviously imprisoned. We all saw that, right? Yes. I think he's stealing something. Stealing something? We're just here because we heard Pimvro was here. Yeah. Right? Oh, wow. Okay. Right. But we just told you. We just caught it, well, you up yeah, on... Yeah, I was just getting right. you caught up on, like, yeah. you getting us caught up. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Babe, relax. It's fine. <laughs> we all know everything about what each other has experienced. We obviously laid oh, it all been, out oh, on, the, on our walk up the hill. Yeah, the conversation we've been having for the last hour. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And suddenly, Rosen is having another vision. And give me a deception check with that. 23. So yeah, uh, Nika's like, plus nine. Wow. this time she is having a real vision. Mm. I, th- I think the last one was real, right? Oh, yeah. But remember, she was kind of sneaky about some of the information she gave us. Oh, yeah. You said that. I, yeah. I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> and she just narrows her eyes at Rosen. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got you, bitch. <laughs> I feel like me and um, Nika don't get along very well. <laughs> I feel like you get along in like a buddy cop okay, kind of way. Okay, cool, cool. I right? like that. Yeah. We're like, yeah. you're always at each other's. Yeah throats but for the greater good but there's no one else you'd rather have some coffee and donuts with yes okay i love that yeah <laughs> quick cut to our like side missions <laughs> like buddy cop team nika and rosa <laughs> yeah so you guys you all get that information as you begin to approach as you mount the hill and you see this chapel everyone roll me perception checks as well 10 8 noise 8 10 14 Three, ten. So as you all are going up, it looks like the house behind the parishioner's house for this chapel, that looks empty. Doesn't look like anyone's moseying about. There's no horse in front. But it does look like there's about four horses in front of the chapel at the hitching post. You said you might have seen something else. Maybe, you know, why he might be in there. Or I got the idea that he was stealing from the church. What? If he was looking for talent, why would he be stealing something? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. That could have been us. We almost stole something. I, but we wouldn't have gotten caught, though. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Kowloon got caught. When did I get caught? Stealing my heart. Ah. <laughs> and she just so. kisses the top of your head. <laughs> yeah. He kind of, uh, yeah, he's just there. Uh, <laughs> he's just there so. accepting. So we, we don't really do stealth as as a group very well. So we might as well just run in. I don't know if you all are up for a fight, but I'm fine with running in. But I mean, that's going to create a huge scene. Not for Quinn. <sighs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Quinn's not down for a fight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rosen, uh, I mean, it's a it's a Bones day, so it is a Bones day. Yeah, cousin Greg might be up for it. <laughs> yeah, cousin Greg's just like claws out. Cousin Greg will follow your lead. <laughs> and it gets up on its like little tiny hind legs and starts marching towards the door. Sunglasses and claws out. It's like a little hot dog with yeah. claws in the front. <laughs> I did see something silver down there with Erwin. Whatever that was caused quite a bit of problems with the vision, so maybe he was trying to steal that. Why don't we just uh, bluff our way in then? Okay. With your arcane eye, you mm-hmm. could send it ahead to get a better view of what's happening in there. Okay. Ooh, that's cool. Do you want to do that and yeah. cast your fourth level spell? So I'll cast my fourth level spell with the arcane eye and send it into the church and nice. see what we're what we're working with. Okay. I first just need a, it would be like a concentration check. So a constitution check. So D20. Okay. Plus your constitution modifier. Okay. Uh, 18. Nice. nice. Yeah, you're able to reactivate Sophie's eye, this okay. magic stone that you have. As you do, the rest of you see like a small illusion of like an eye 
blinking around the stone and like a purple mist behind it as it floats from your hand and begins to go forward. You and only you can see this, I believe it's a 10 foot radius around. Okay. If I send it into the chapel, will people in there be able to see it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to send this around the building to see if we can find any windows. Mm, Maybe get an inside look, but without drawing too much attention to ourselves. Perfect. As it begins to go around the building, faster and stealthier than the whole group could do, as it's going around the right side, about five windows back, one of them is open, letting a breeze through. Oh, I'm sorry. It is 30 feet, actually. So this, oh. Yeah, you mentally receive visual information from the eye, which has normal vision and dark vision out to 30 feet. The eye can look in every direction. That's handy. Yeah, it is. So... As the eye continues, it sees one of the windows is open. Do you peer the eye through the open window? Yes. As it looks to its left into the chapel, you see a typical and what you've seen just from the chapel, if you've ever been in it or just walked by with the doors open, you see a table at the front of this chapel and you see the pews to the left. And in front of the table, there are... Four Stag's Knight soldiers. These are knights of the crown. They're the ones that most likely would Amanda's character Quinn remembered them coming in and kind of taking charge of this chapel Mm -hmm. recently. And they look like they're guarding, but they're like, they're not exactly on guard, right? There are two doors, though. One to the right of them, one to the left. On the table, there is a silver chalice like a large cup like a communion cup type Mm -hmm. thing and there are several etchings around the stones as you look to your left and right some of the windows are stained glass windows but other than the knights being in there it looks pretty typical there's no one else in there and the doors are both closed leading back do you relay that information to the rest of the group i would okay and do you want to continue your arcane eye into or do you want to come back I want to send the eye back. Okay. So as it comes back, cool. Rosen relays the information. Okay. Uh, looks like Stag's orders again. Yeah. Uh, well, they haven't proven much of a problem in the past, but... Now? Let's get prepared. I'm and not intimidated. I'm ready to go in there, but I was thinking maybe we could try to get them quickly and quietly. Oh, through the window Aye. that was open? Yeah, maybe through that window. Aye. All right, so before we do anything, Kowloon says, uh, uh, four times, because that's all I've got. <laughs> and I rolled a dice to see who would get the D10 instead of a D8, and Micah, you won <sighs> nice. out on that. Nice. Uh, so all of you get Bardic Inspiration, which... If you roll a d20 to attack someone, if you roll damage, or if you roll for a skill, you can add an extra d8 or eight-sided dice to that roll uh, one time. And that one just looks like this, so you can set one aside and be like, okay, "Okay, I can add that to a d20 roll, and we'll also remind you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Uh, I also, yeah, I cast Motivational Speech at third level, giving everyone in the vicinity an extra ten temporary hit points. Whoa! Everyone gets advantage on wisdom savings throws and if an affected creature is hit by an attack it has advantage on the next attack roll it makes wow wow this is awesome that's an awesome spell if you get hit enough times that you lose 10 hit points the spell's effect ends for you so my motivational speech is all right um everyone do your best (laughs) 
Hi. <laughs> and everyone feels super motivated. Thanks. <laughs> I Thanks, feel man. motivated out of nowhere. Cousin Greg gives a big... <laughs> that amplifies it by like five. Yeah. Like right. scratching yeah. at the door. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely heading in there. I'm ready to fight something. <laughs> You've been working out so much. I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've chopped right. so much wood. Nika says, yeah, I'm, I'm with Ayas. I'm ready to just charge in. Are we uh, taking out some nights? Yep. Okay, how about this? Ayas and I will stay at the front door. Fine by me. If something crazy goes on, we'll bust in. We'll join the fight. Give us the signal. We send Kal'un in through right. the open window with Quinn and Rosen and Telnius as ranged spells uh, back up and to signal to the front if something goes wrong. When we get inside... I assume that our goal is just to release the prisoners and bring them back out and also capture Pinthro. Hmm. Choice cursed bastard. Yeah, if we see him, we gotta get him. But yeah, we gotta get Erwin out of there. All right. Yeah. Sound good, Telnius? Sounds good. Awesome. I rolled a 14 on stealth. <laughs> I rolled a 20, a 19, oh. a 19, and an 8. It's <laughs> so like one of them. <laughs> Is busy, but <laughs> as you're climbing through the window, there is a, <laughs> there's like one larger candelabra or something like, but it's on a tall post and you just hit it and it falls over and makes the loudest clanging noise. All four oh, nights man. like turning around and looking right at you. As a surprise round, then, I would like to run as fast as I can into the middle of those nights and cast Thunderwave. Yeah! Here we go! <laughs> All right. Uh, and so, me and Nika are at the front door just waiting for a signal. Yeah. I feel like Thunderwave might yeah. be a signal. <laughs> we'll see. All right. So four nights inside the building. Should I roll acrobatics to get in between them or something? Or? Uh, yeah, without taking attacks of opportunity. 27 on acrobatics. Yeah, you get in past all of their AC. You know what? I'm going to cast it at 5th level. My first 5th level spell. Oh, nice. shit. Here we go. And yeah, it's a con save 16. Okay, two on the inside fail. The two on the outer side succeed. Nice. Okay. I need some D8s. <laughs> yeah. Mine's going to roll well. Nice. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you. What was mine? What was mine? Yours rolled the best at 7. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shoot. I, so that is 22. Dang, yeah, a good amount of damage, and the front two, they are pushed back into that serving table at the the front, 10 feet. They just slam against it. They're actually each going to take a D6 of, like, fall damage. That's six points. Yeah, so you guys here outside. And two of them fly against the table, shattering any of the other glasses of wine, or the bottles of wine on there for the (laughs) serving. And the other two take the hit and they slide a little bit, but they get ready. Everyone roll initiative. That's your D20. Add your dexterity modifier to it. Five. Six. Uh, Twelve. Twenty-three. Nice. Tell me. Three. Oh. (laughs) First, we go to Ayas. Oh, wait, I forgot to roll for Nika. Oh, nat 20. Yes. Wow. And so that is still just a straight 20. <laughs> straight 20? Dope. Yeah. I mean, I look at Nika, and I'm just like, time to go. And I kick that front door in. They are 30 feet away. Yeah, from there, I just race in. Racing sword through drawn. the pews. Wind picks up. Some of the loose hem papers like fly into the air as you're racing your sword flaming. Oh, yeah. 
flames raging off this sword as I bring my blade in for the first hit on the first guy. If it's one of the two from the outside, they are technically flanked with Kaloon's character. Nice. Uh, left or right? Left. Okay, yeah, because the right side is flanked by the spellcasters out the window. Sure. All yeah. right, let's go. Roll with advantage. With advantage. I hit with a 22. Yeah. Coming in hot. 22 hits. Go ahead and roll that damage. Mm-hmm. 10 points of slashing damage, 5 points of hot damage. Nice. He takes a knee a little bit. He buckles after this hit. After that last slash, I'm just coming in straight up on top, and I'm coming down with a stab into his, like, right at where his stomach Ooh. meets his leg, just Ooh. going through the kidney. <laughs> oh, right where the armor oh, is weak. Man. Okay, give me that roll at yeah. advantage one more time. That hits again. 24. Yeah, looking for an 18. Yep. 10 points of slashing damage and 8 points of hot. Ooh, nice. As the blade goes in, the flames rage up and the flames engulf him as he screams and falls to the ground. Yes, he does fall to the ground. As, As those flames erupt from your blade, he just looks up. The last thing he sees is on the ceiling a painting of the story of Thesla, like a full circle along with images of Elric Whitehammer, right? The last thing he sees is this beautiful mural as he falls to his knees. And then his vision like focuses on me and I'm almost a spitting image of the same man. Yes, exactly. Like behind your left shoulder stands Elric Whitehammer. Oh yeah. And yeah, this guy thinks many crazy things as he falls into oblivion. Okay, we then go to Nika's turn. She too is going to rush in and going to flank on the other one more forward. Damn, uh, just bad rolls. Five and a six. She brings her two-handed axe down straight away. This knight, though, was able to get their great sword out, and cling, there is sparks as their great sword meets with the silver-tipped axe. Nika's holding them. She goes for a second swing to the left. God, a seven and a four. <laughs> this is just not Nika's day. She swings to the left again. The sword clangs down, it sparks first with the axe, and then the tip of the sword hits the stone in front of you, creating a line of sparks in front of Kaloon up to Aias, as we then go to Kaloon's turn. Nice. So, yeah, Kaloon, in the midst of these sparks, spins around with Gylek in his hand and with a flower-printed fun kilt on. Yes! (laughs) Swirling around his his legs (laughs) and attacks with Gylek, the one person still standing. Okay, so that's a 24. Yeah, that hits. That is a 12 on the first hit. Nice! Yeah. Crit. Oh, and a crit in the second! So, 21 points of damage on that second hit. All right, how do you take him out? Yeah, so I the first thing I do with the first hit is take out just the, you know, the ankles to get him falling back. And then <laughs> as I spin around and he starts falling backwards, I sweep my blade down and just decapitate him as he's looking as again he's looking oh at the ceiling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. Um, was that the one Nika was attacking? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And she just looks up the blood pouring onto the floor and she says, "Good swipe." <laughs> Good distraction. <laughs> we actually then go to Quinn. You can choose. Oh my God, you might want to use this one. Okay, you choose a point within range and cause psychic energy to explode there. Each creature in a 20 foot radius sphere centered on that point must make an intelligence saving throw. If they fail, they take eight 
D6 of psychic Holy damage. Wow. <laughs> or half as much if they save. Let's give that a whirl. Yes. Okay. So, Coming in hot. <laughs> you're able to masterfully choose where you put this spell. It's actually right on the image of Thesla above the cup, right? And you kind of focus in on him on the wall as Quinn puts up their hand. Okay, one of them saves. The one to the right against the table and the one to the left against the table fails. And that's a lot of D6, so I can actually roll it on my computer if you want me to. Unless you want to just get a bunch of D6s, that might be a lot Give of fun. Give me your sixes. Coming at ya. Dang. Here you go. Roll all of them and then two Whoa. of them a second time. There we go. Here we go. 24. Nice. 24. Okay, the one who failed to the left buckles to their knees, holding their head as if like the worst migraine. And internally, it's like someone's just screaming at the top of their lungs. <gasps> yeah. And the other guy, he stays up, but his hands go against the table behind him as his face just falls into itself like in pain. Uh, yeah, what what are you thinking like against these people? Like what are the things that are being screamed into their minds? That their daddy doesn't like them. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> Tears begin to pour down the one who failed their saves. <laughs> Tears falling down their face. Um, that'll be your action. Quinn basically comes up into the window, aims their hand out, thinks... <laughs> Daddy doesn't love you. And <laughs> goes back down behind cover. We will then go to Rosen. There are two still up inside of the chapel. So, okay, okay I want to sh- send in a lightning bolt through the window. Ooh, yes. nice. <laughs> to knock out the rest of them. Yeah, I believe they're in a straight line from you. Like I didn't put you quite far enough because yeah. you're looking straight onto them. You could get both of them. I think I could get both of them. All right, what is it that Rosen thinks or summons? I'm carrying my lightning bolt selenite in my cloak pocket. So I grab it, and um, as I'm manifesting energy from Sophie's eye and my lightning selenite, my hands begin to shake with the power of the lightning. There's like a swelling humming coming from your hands. A stroke of lightning forms in a line in a hundred feet. A hundred feet long and five feet wide. Yes. Wow. So just straight from your hands going over these two, they need dexterity saving throws. Both fail. Yes. And they will take eight D6 of damage. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, So the same damage as the psychic spell. Y'all make a good team. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we got 24, 29. 29. Oh, my God. I'd like to think, because, like, I'm pretty sure I'd have to fact check this because I can't. It's been so long since I've heard this, but I'm pretty sure that lightning starts from the ground and goes to the sky. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to imagine that your is it selenite? Yeah, lightning selenite. Yeah, is is more like a lightning rod where it's starting at the enemies and. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, and then I can you. harness yeah. their power in my stone. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so it like recharges your stone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it just glows with like this chaotic blue as you contain it and you feel much better than after the spell went haywire earlier mm-hmm. and you took lightning damage and now you are in control again. Redeemed. You feel in tune once more with Sophie's power as the lightning passes through them what the rest of you watch as Nika turns with her axe and Aya says you're readying your next attack and Kaloon maybe you're turning around you just see this lightning collect in an arc across the front of this chapel connecting with the silver gauntlet and some of the metal standing about and just and they just fall blackened skin, charred remains of what the knights once were without being able to lift their sword against any of you. As we Holy shit, what was that? Come out <laughs> oh of my god. <laughs> Quick work. And we're just, right? yeah, that you all just like oh. slowly turn to your right and see like <laughs> both Quinn and Rosen just standing there like, <laughs> No, we're both just like, yeah. Nice <laughs> finger guns. Finger guns. We need to bring you two more places. This is great. <laughs> Tell me, as what, what's your slow reaction since you came in last? Like what was keeping you? Oh I, no, you didn't get a turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. I come in, I cast slow. <laughs> on yourself? Just on the world, you know? Oh, yeah, Everybody yeah. just slow down. Hey, everyone, just slow down. Yeah. So um, y'all are able to get inside and do a little bit of perception and investigation. So look at your skills and see what you have higher of. 18 perception. Nice. No, sorry, 17 perception. Nat 20, Nika, for perception. Whoa. I got an 11, but I'm going to go and take a look at that silver goblet. Yeah. Uh, as you get closer, you're recognizing it as like a goblet that would be served in a typical Thessalon church. Mm-hmm. There's nothing much special about this other than it's worth a lot, most likely. And it doesn't look familiar from that vision. What's in it? There is nothing at the moment. There <sighs> were bottles of wine behind to use in the ceremonies, but... Um, I tap it with my flame blade. <laughs> goblet of fire. <laughs> Did you put your name in it? <laughs> Nika's like, Twilight was bad. Uh... <laughs> Janessa, let me read them. I'll have to read that one next. <laughs> Did anyone else get 15 or above other than Kaloon and Nika? I have 16 on intelligence. Nice. nice. So investigation. I got the same. And nice. investigation as well. Okay, our sleuths. Mm-hmm. So the two perception hears like scuffling coming from behind those two doors And you also hear, it sounds like it's coming from very far away, a voice like shouting. And it sounds like, and our two investigations, you notice that recently folks have been coming through these doors. You're you're able to see that shoe scuffs or whatever from not too long ago have gone through the right door. I'm hearing someone behind those doors. We should maybe post it down. Yeah, does anyone see no, a trap door or anything? Yeah, can anyone detect magic? I think I can. <gasps> nice. Yeah. You want to cast detect magic? You could see if there's any magic on the door that would harm us. Yeah, no, I can do that. I'll do that for you. Sweet. All right, good. <laughs> detect magic reveals that within 30 feet past these doors, there is some heightened conjuration some type of planar magic. And that means magic coming from a different plane of existence. 
What? Chills. Closer, though. That's like the full 30 feet away, and you can't get an exact read on the location. Closer, though, about 15 feet away, there's a faint aura of illusion. So nothing on the doors, though. The doors register as normal, although they are locked, which you also get from your investigation. But Rosen would know using their knock spell could magically unlock the door. And I will use that. Okay. You know, as you're walking up to the door, Rose and Nika's like, did you sense anything? Yeah, I think what I'm picking up is that there's magic being used from another dimension. Oh, shit. And then even closer, I think there is some illusion going on. So there's something spooky happening in this chapel. Another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. dimension. The, The dead knight's. They like raise their heads. Another dimension. Another dimension. <laughs> another dimension. No, another I'm dimension. Out. I'm out. Aaron's on his own. Nope. <laughs> I walk up okay. to the door and I put my hand on the door and I detect portal. You can do that? Yeah. So you detect portal. And it's not that you detect an open portal, but you detect the potential of a portal and what seems to be a potential energy that doesn't seem fully contained. Oh, shit. So perhaps some form of a small rift, nothing too overwhelming. It feels like the beginning of something in there. I think they're trying to rip open a portal. Then there's no reason to wait. We got to go in there and stop them. Fair enough. Let's do this. I'm ready. Yeah, Yeah. I'll cast knock. Perfect. As you wave your hand over the door handle, you hear, just like when your castle key made that nice shushunk Mm -hmm. noise, same thing happens on this door. It is unlocked. Shall we go in? Absolutely. I grab one of the handles and I start to yank on it. All right. Hopefully it's not a push door. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to look like a fool. (laughs) Today is your lucky day, Ayas. It is a pole door. Yes! (laughs) No way! How lucky is that? (laughs) As the door releases, you walk through. And what all of you see as you line up to go in, there is a small... 20 foot by 30 foot room in the back right and left corners there look like it looks like there are trap doors they're not hidden but they have like the big silver circle and you could go down either this looks like a storage room for all of the different sacraments and liturgies of the Thessalon faith there also seems to be a small desk all the way to the left and a larger table in the middle There are shelves filled with books on theologies and philosophies. And laying out across the table is a body. (gasps) They are roped to this table at the arms and at the legs. There is a white cloth around their eyes tied behind their head. Through this white cloth, it looks like Gobs of blood have collected where each eyeball is. White, long hair, a white, longer beard, and a scar across the throat appear on this still breathing, yet fully stunned body. Standing above what you see, the back turned to you, a cloak made up of many other pieces of fabric, all sewn together chaotically. Hair pulled up in a tight bun on top of their head, the long pointed ears, 
And what you can see are the beginnings of scarring across the eyes on the right side of their face. You look down, it looks like there are surgical tools in their hands, and they're leaned over the table, breathing heavily. (sighs) Nice to see you again. As they slowly turn their face, the scarring ends where their eyes begin. It looks like something has cut into the flesh, forming a cavern where eyes have been placed, but with no eyelids so that they are fully open, looking directly at you. They are the eyes of Talon, put into the face of Penvro. Hey, y'all. Popping back in here real quick to say thank you to our amazing patrons who keep the lights on here at Chasm Quest. You wonderful peeps keep us pressing ever onward with our fun little slice of fantasy, and we are so, so grateful. Andrew is the DM, Micah is, of course, telling us, Colin is Kaloon, and Taylor is Ayas. This episode features our wonderful friends Amanda Bantug as Quinn and Delaney McBride as Rose and Dune. So... If you are considering helping our cause, we are still raising funds to help make our show even better by building a full studio space for our recordings. We appreciate any and all donations, and we are wildly grateful to those of you who have already chipped in. With this new space, we are going to be real excited to expand our creativity in ways that hopefully will make each future episode or future project that much more entertaining and exciting. With that being said, you can find the link to our GoFundMe in the show notes of this episode. And of course, it will be on all our social medias, at ChasmQuest on all the things. And with that, there's only really one thing left to do. Try that radio thing again? Yes, I don't know what the deal is, but you would think we're getting closer to Andrew. Where does he keep running off to? Eh, it's complicated. Uh, There's a lot of magical fairy substances in this realm that keep uh, making things harder. But last time it sounded like he was with a familiar voice, and I am exhausting myself trying to remember who that was. Anyway, I I don't know. Let's give this another go. We'll see if we can get any clues about where he is. Come all you down to them, says Gord. Come all you down to them. What's that? Here we go. That's a cold one tonight. Ah, you're right. Five o'clock and it's already dark. Hard to stay awake for these night shifts, isn't it? Yep, that's why I brewed me some coffee. Would you like some? Are you kidding? It was five o'clock in the afternoon. That stuff will have me being all jittery. While we're on the watch, that's dangerous. I've got my own solution. Really? What is it? Something magical? How do you know? I don't know. Got a nose for these things. Well, with it being so dark and cold this winter, I make sure and drink Magic Mind, an elixir that helps you stay focused without making you jittery. Keeps you alert for when the enemies draw near. Hi, that sounds pretty good. This coffee is warming me up, though. Could I have some of your elixir with my coffee? Oh, sure. 
folks at Magic Mind want you to enjoy your daily rituals. Go ahead, have a cup of coffee, but also enjoy a two-ounce elixir of Magic Mind alongside. Help keep that boost going for those long days or those long watches. Hey everyone, Andrew here. Got a long day ahead of you? Got a long watch to keep? Try Magic Mind. We're talking about a real-life potion. Magic Mind uses these fantastical elements to help you level up your mood and attention. Matcha, lion's mane, turmeric, ashwagandha, and more. I've been using Magic Mind for a couple weeks now, and here are the differences that I've noticed. I feel more awake and alert without the jitters when I get to work. I no longer have the after-lunch caffeine crash, and I feel focused, not anxious about my daily task list. These elements help reduce anxiety, boost your memory, decrease inflammation, and include heaps of magical components like vitamin C and D, super important during the winter months, and 130 times the antioxidants in matcha than in coffee or your basic green tea beverage. Well, now that you've joined the guard, you have enough XP to level up and go to www.magicmind.co slash rowdy r-o-w-d-y and get 20% off your subscription with the code rowdy20 r-o-w-d-y-2-0 simply enter the code rowdy20 all one word at checkout and you'll be that much closer to improving your daily life with magic mind Y'all, come on. This is what we want as role-playing nerds, a daily magic potion that makes us better at what we do and tastes great. Again, go to www.magicmind.co forward slash rowdy to get 20% off your subscription. That's promo code rowdy20, R-O-W-D-Y-2-0. Go before your next long watch starts. Oh, this tastes pretty good. Told you, mate. Now, how about a sip of that coffee? Oh, never mind. Trouble's coming. Arm yourselves. Oh, good thing we took that magic mine. Everyone roll me intelligence checks. Six. Seventeen. Twenty. Eleven. Seven. As you witness this, especially Aias and Talnius, who are vulnerable to this, Aias, you take 32 points of damage, psychic. (gasps) Talnius, 32 points of damage, psychic. Oh my gosh. Quinn and Rosen, you each take 16 points of damage. Make sure to mark that off your sheet from your total health. You were vulnerable because you are watching this happen to a friend. Right. That's why it was such a penalty. With Talon's eyes and Penbro's body. Yeah. Never been more glad to roll a 20. (laughs) I have a zero intelligence on my intelligence. And Kaloon still takes 16 points of damage after the save, (laughs) but you at least know what you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're going to start with Telnius first. Now, this is the first time you're seeing Penvro after the night of deception where he led you out to Maelstrom. 
So you can either say something or you can just do something. Yeah. And as my reaction, I say, the bastards use a nightmare magic. Horses? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it means. That's why I said <laughs> I was hoping you knew what it meant. The You're the magic guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's right. nightmare. That's what it says. So what is Telnius's? Uh, he cast invisibility. Okay. Whoa. Right. Yes. Is it greater or regular? Regular. On regular himself. On yeah. himself. Okay. Telnius disappears. Uh, yeah, I want to move uh, further into the room. Are you going for either of the hatches, the trap doors? Yes. Nice. And the right or the left? Right. Okay. Heck yeah. So you won't pass by Penvro. So you're kind of slinking to the right. Like I said, it's only 20 feet back. You're able to make it back to the hatch. Okay. All right. We then move up to Ias's turn. Can I get a sense of what Penvro is right now if it were a being in Dungeon and Dragons terms? Give me a ooh, knowledge or Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. 18. <laughs> With an 18, you're able to tell that he is using illusory magic against you. It mm-hmm. has already cast its harm, so you still see the illusion, but you're able to see that it is, in fact, an illusion. When Kalun says nightmare magic, it is a type of bardic magic that can tap into the worst fears of a player, of a character, and can especially utilize a visage of a friend. Wow. And so, but he, in terms, he's still considered like just a regular humanoid? Yes, he is still an elf. He has not taken on fiendish or undead properties. Cool. He just looks maniacal with this, these makeshift eyeballs. You son of a bitch. I pull out my sword. Well, I still have my sword drawn. Right. And... As I look at him, as a bonus action, I just say, Shade! And you see my shadow split into two, and it races forward at him, and it leaps up into his chest, and it hexes him. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. So he is hexed? That means he is hexed. So I get extra damage, correct? I get a d6 necrotic damage whenever I hit, and I get to choose an ability that he has disadvantage on. And so I think I would choose wisdom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That would help out everybody. A lot of spell yeah. DCs are wisdom based. Mm-hmm. And I run in with a with a full on attack. All right. Give me that first attack roll. 13. Yeah. Does not. He leans his right shoulder to the side, keeping his head perfectly still, making direct eye contact with you. Mm-hmm. With these nasty ass eyes. Yeah. That one's probably going to do it for 20 something. Yep. 22. Oh, yeah. yeah. 16 is what you're looking for. That's a great roll. Ten points of slashing damage as I spin around coming in with my second attack and I slash sideways across his chest. Seven points of flame damage as the flames on Vanessa just spark up, engulfing the front of his patchy tunic. And then three points of necrotic damage. So how much total? Twenty points of damage total. Nice. All right, yeah, he does stumble back with that second hit as your blade cuts through his flesh. He tries to hold it in as we go to Nika's turn. All right, so she comes up, hits with the first attack with the axe. 
five points of damage on the first and 11 points of damage on the second. So that's 16 total as she hacks through with her giant axe. Nice. She's just screaming bloody murder both times. Nice. <laughs> we then go to Penvro's turn. <gasps> Penvro gets a turn? He is going to attempt to acrobatics with a 24 on the other side of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He holds out his hands and he says, why don't you spend some time somewhere away? <laughs> oh, shit. And he grabs both of your shoulders. I need you to make a charisma saving throw. Ooh. 22. <sighs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> he grabs you. You all watch as Ayas's image begins to flicker with Ugh. black tendrils growing from the ground, wrapping around his wrists and his legs. They begin to drag him. You begin to fight back, though, and pull yourself up out from the ground, away from these tentacles. What's the move that takes these tentacles away? As I'm, like, getting dragged down, the band of gold vines around my arm just shines bright as it just tears away all the tentacles from my body. You stand before Penvro as he looks at his hands and says, That should have worked. You should be crying for your mother from the abyss. Fuck you. All right, we then go to Kaloon. Kaloon looks at Penvro and says, I'll show you a nightmare. And the blue eye on my wolf medallion glows, and I turn into a bipedal wolf creature, kilt still on. Uh, <laughs> fun kilt. Uh-huh, yeah, fun, fun kilt still on. And I run up to Penvro and reach down and attempt to bite him on the... Go for it. And I don't have the stats for that. Uh, that's okay. So. Uh, roll a normal strength attack, like a melee attack. <sighs> Didn't get the 16. Oh, you get advantage because you're flanking with eyes. Yeah, I sure do. Plus we got That's good because that was a net one. Oh. Okay, so that's just 14. Ooh, 14 just barely misses. I also have a claw attack. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fucking okay, is that also plus four? Yes. Then it's 18. Nice. That hits. Nice. Okay, so that's seven, uh, 11 points of damage with the claw. Nice. Slash, slash. Slash. So the bite, he is able to move out of the way, his cloak billowing up as he goes to deflect your next attack. You just slash him across the chest as he looks at you. You're still seeing the eyes, but you can also see through the illusion, right? So it's like Mm -hmm. kind of faded and its effects are wearing off on you, right? That psychic damage is no longer impeding your brain. As you slash across his chest, he coughs up some blood onto you. We then go to Quinn. All right, let's go for it. Hell yeah. I'm going to use some supreme mockery. (gasps) Yes. I don't know what that does, but it sounds amazing. Go ahead and read it out, (laughs) the paragraph. Quinn hurls a string of insults laced with enhancements at a creature he can see within 60 feet of him. If the creature can hear Quinn, though it not need understand him, it must succeed a DC 17 wisdom saving throw or take 8d10 psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next (sighs) attack. Wow. Wow. And it's taking disadvantage on its wisdom saving throws right now. <laughs> yes. I knew I did that for a reason. So instead of Are a you 12. to Pinfro as an it? Nice. I mean, he's kind of oh, yeah. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a four total. So you deal the full damage. Yeah. So how, ma- how Eight many damage? 8d10. Holy Eight shit. 8d10. Oh, my 31, God. 33, 43. Good God. <laughs> 43. 43 points a cycle. <laughs> so, damage. 
That's how much damage you did to him. Yeah. Your supreme mockery, you channel every bit of roasting within you to completely <laughs> destroy this guy. <laughs> what is it that Quinn says to buckle him and make him move on to the next life? No pressure. That's a lot. And I'm going to go with the same thing and say that daddy doesn't like you and also mommy doesn't oh, God. like you. <laughs> and Greg fucking hates your guts. Oh, shit. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> and, and fucking cousin Greg's at your feet, like, snapping their yeah. paws, like, you oh. know it. Yeah. We hate your guts. Get out of here. Moose hates your guts. All the troop hates you. Nobody likes your place. Moose is doing some weird voodoo shit all the time, and hopefully it's happening right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We cut to Moose in their room with scarves all over their body, and they're just summoning. And you just remember, you get this kind of, like, high vision of going back to where it's all spacey and and them like pulling your face up to theirs. Everything you do, everything you make, everything you create is blessed. <laughs> As, this spell should be called revealing the truth about shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should see no a therapist spell. Oh, yeah. And then when he gets home, they say, who are you? Yeah. No. They say, "What is that shit on your boots? <laughs> Get out of my house!" I love like a uh, flaming sword, werewolf claw. But what takes him out? Your mom and dad don't love you. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> and we get at the heart of who Penro truly was this whole time. His performance, his fast talking, everything about him—an external expression. Because truly, on the inside, nothing was left internally. As his hands begin to wither, his skull caves a bit as the truth of his inexperience of what it truly meant to love another person causes his heart to fail. And his knees buckle as he falls before Kaloon grasping at your werewolf leg and looks up and no longer with the illusion there, he says, Hi. I simply wanted to be the greatest. Kaloon takes a step back as he shifts back to his normal form and just ignores Pinvro and walks around him and goes to Talon. Doesn't say anything. As you get to Talon, and you all are watching this from the doorway, as you get to Talon, the illusion disappears. There is no longer blood blotches over the eyes, and as you take off the blindfold, Talon's there with tears streaming down his face. You ended it. (sighs) Thank you, brother. As he lifts up, oh, his arms are uh, bound. <laughs> his arms are bound, but he says, "You've ended it, brother. Thank you." Yeah. He put me somewhere dark. I saw horrible things, felt terrible deeds. I'm so sorry, old friend. And a knife appears from beneath my sleeve, and I start cutting his bindings off. Nice. We go over to Telnius, who begins to lift open the trap door. 
a staircase descends into the darkness. I follow the staircase. The energy that Ayas felt and that Quinn detected is emanating from just at the bottom of the stairs. As you walk down step by step, you get to the bottom. There is a table directly in front of you. Can I cast Arcana to just check and see if I know what this is? Mm-hmm. 13. Because of Ayas's detection, you know it's some kind of planar magic, some type of portal. But what you see in actuality is a small orb. It floats above this table. It is made of silver, intricately carved with scales and claws. Three dragons swirling around each other. The orb moves as tendrils of silver glowing with bright light begin to ebb in and out of it, moving liquefied, but in midair, floating magically around. I turn back to Ayas and I say, your ring. Yeah, what? Your ring. Bring it to the center. Okay. And I go to the center. Okay, Ayas, as you go down the steps, you see Telnius in front, shouting this up from below. In the back corners, you see Erwin bound to the wall to the back left. To the back right, you see a dark-skinned elf with dreaded hair and pointed ears much longer than you've seen on most elves here. Hot. Super hot. Quinn loves that. They do not bear a sword, but this is who you see. That is so badass. They have boots, traveler's pants, and a traveler's shirt, and a fuchsia-colored headband keeping back their black dreads. Their ears pointed up toward the ceiling. Erwin, barely able to breathe through his swollen face. The woman to the back lifts her hands from the chains and says, Do not touch that! As you bring your hand closer with the emerald ring. Oh, okay, I won't. Uh, what, what is it? It's very powerful. It is a dragon orb, and it's been activated. 